Can we get one no. burger or two? <laughs> I know we're both on diets, but let's live a little. Hashtag. <laughs> Little girls, this seems to say. Do you? Do you? I beg your pardon, are you ill? But Robert Ford would only lay on the floor and look at the ceiling, the light going out of his eyes before he could find the right words. Okay then. Okay then. Okay then. Whatever are you doing? Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Mick Jordan. And I'm Marina Gorski. And this week on episode 103, yes, I've forgotten where we are, um, we are going to discuss... Well, first of all, we're going to discuss a film, but at the end of this week's podcast, we are going to deal with the new challenge that we have set each other. So we're Marina, what did you ask me to watch? Um, A film directed by an Australian woman. And what and I asked you to watch a film from 1984. So what we don't know each other's choices as yet until the end of this podcast. You have to wait till the end to find out as well. In the meantime, <laughs> this is just to get people please to stay skip. listening. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, we won't tell you what point of the podcast yeah. it's on. It could be in the middle. We'll just suddenly you interrupt just said our at review. The end. I know, I know, I know, I know. I've ruined everything. Anyway, a quiet place. Yes. Which is what we both went to see this week. Mm. Did you enjoy it? So much. So much. It's actually like I was dreading it because I hate horrors. Um, okay. I don't really consider this one a horror. Um it's more of a thriller, isn't it? Kind of, well, kind of, like I consider it in the same boat as it. So do I. And but much, much better. And split as well. Yeah. It's that kind of thing for me where it is to make you jump. It's dread. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that is horror. Like, I mean, Psycho is a horror. Yeah, and I know, I, mean, I know. But, but, but it's but not like, monsters. Me, Whereas this actually is yeah, monsters in a way. The, the, the subgenre of horror that I don't like is the gory ones. Yeah, but that's, that's schlock horror, if you yeah, like. Yeah, the stupid ones where they just kill for no reason. And they just have, it's just basically body parts flying around all over the place. Yeah. So, I haven't seen many of them in a while now, I think. So they used to be all the rage in the 80s and 90s, but I know what you mean. Like, yeah, all these I crap that came out. But this one, I just felt it was great. It was so, it's, it's the kind of film that you can actually, you switch off everything because you're so yeah. in it. And you start thinking, like, you don't even eat your popcorn because you're scared they're going to hear you. <laughs> well, this, this is what's brilliant about it, is the fact that the whole concept of the film yeah. is everyone has to be quiet. Because these aliens um, are blind, but they have perfect hearing. Yeah. And they find you by hearing any sound you make. So there's total silence all the way through. And that's what the film is then. Effectively, most of the way, there's it's all in silence and which is I'd say deliberately like an experiment in cinemas to have that feeling of everyone being quiet because you're so aware that everyone else in the cinema can hear you because you're in silence effectively and this like I went to see it in Navin in the Diamond Cinema in Navin and ironically because you're mentioning popcorn they have a Friday deal that is 10 euro normally for a ticket but that 10 euro on a Friday includes popcorn and a drink what? You just get it. I need to go to Navin yes, then. Yes, on a Friday. I, okay, I'm going to do this thing where I'm going to save money and every single day I'll go to a cinema <laughs> where there's a deal of a tenner for the ticket and the popcorn. And the drink. Yeah, because that's Monday and Tuesdays they have that in Dundrum. 
Is it um, a tenner for the whole lot? Yeah. All right. So I need to find other places. There's Navin now on Friday. The Diamond in Navin has, and it's five euro just a ticket on a Tuesday. Oh, interesting. Real bargains there. Yeah. But I say, I, I never eat popcorn in cinemas yeah. unless you're there. We're back talking about <laughs> cinemas know. and popcorn but, and food. Well, I just, but no, but I just want to point that when I arrived there, because I never buy a bag of popcorn. Yeah. And so I brought, I only ever eat yours. Yes, So I, I brought in a bag of popcorn and a drink to a film where you're very conscious of eating. Yes. And when I went in, there was only eight other people in the cinema and they were all together. There was a group of eight yeah. and there were teenagers and they were chatting away amongst themselves during the trailers. And I said, oh, shit, this is I know this is a film where you have to be quiet. This could be really irritating. They were dead quiet, right? Really striking. I think everyone. Was it quite well, was it packed when you went? Yes, it was. Right. And it was great because it was screen one in Dundrum, which is mm. a massive screen. And oh, it was so it was just so good. I'd actually watch it again. It's another film I could watch again. I've been spending my money on films lately. That's how they're making their money back. <laughs> on you. I've been going on like three, four times to the cinema, and um, it, 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 like it was, it was, it wasn't packed. Like it wasn't sold out, but it, it had loads of people. And there were people you could see when they tried to go to the bathroom. They were like tiptoeing out, <laughs> and everyone was like, and I was grabbing. And I was like, <gasps> and I was whispering. He's like, you can talk. Talk to me. It's a film. <laughs> I know. And even in the house, when you go home and everything, you're like, shh, don't gonna give us. Okay, really and took I'm, hold on you then, didn't it? Because it's it's such a good idea. Like, imagine, yeah. you'd, I, I wouldn't survive. I'm a very loud person. I'm a very loud Well, you Latina. couldn't have your phone. Yeah, I'm a very, no. <laughs> you just imagine someone saying, Marina, what? <laughs> Boom, gone. <laughs> that would be it. Just be quiet why <laughs> don't you tell me to be <laughs> the fuck bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah the whole like that's what I thought about it. I was worried about it on that base I said is it just all the concept because the concept is excellent yeah. it's just the idea that they just have to be quiet at all times and I said yeah it's a great idea but so many of these films they just have that idea and then they just they don't develop uh, it yeah they just yeah, execute yeah. it and you just say yeah well we knew this going in Yeah. but this really develops it but it's not just based on that there's a lot of the frights the scares the dread in it yeah. is outside of that like that whole bit with the nail Oh yes. yes, that was, and I mean, brilliant because it's it's not even just subtly signposted; it's directly signposted. Something is going to happen with a nail on a step, yeah. And you're, it adds to it. Hitchcock once said, "This is being very cinematic in quoting." But Hitchcock once said, a cl- a "Suspense is if you've a scene with two people sitting at a cafe having a cup of coffee for five minutes, and at the end of the scene, the ca- the, a bomb under the table explodes. You've got a shock." says, if the audience knows at the start of the scene there is a bomb under the table that's going to explode in five minutes, they are terrified. Yeah. And that's what this film did. It yeah. had the nail. It showed the nail very early on. Something was going to happen. Well. Oh, the yeah. Whole, that, that, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Because I thought, imagine, like, because you know, you can't in, in, in a, it basically is a post-apocalyptic world, if, if you think that way. Um, because it's, it's taken over by aliens and you're trying to survive so there isn't really uh, how do you say like normality yeah no and you know it's hard it will be hard to find food after a while because things will go off and blah 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 and you have to grow but then you have to be in silence like all these things so I imagine and John said yeah but why would they have sex or whatever I said John they're humans they, they love each other there will be relationships and I'm sure it's hard to find condoms <laughs> as well like how you know the way it's it's really Hard. And anyway, she got pregnant. I, I, oh, everything was brilliant. I just thought, I can't even speak. <laughs> <laughs> I 
They, well, like, it was it was very smartly done. Everything it was, was and very yeah. economically. Like even yeah. then you're saying there because you don't know what happened. You're saying there's post-apocalyptic world with aliens. We don't know. There's no explanation of what's going yeah. on because there doesn't need to be. If there's so many of these films, you'll have about 20 minutes, Marvel in particularly, of yeah. explanation. And so you'd have, oh, and a meteor arrived, landed on the earth or something. Like. There's one scene of photographs of newspapers um, that they've posted up saying different news reports of it and where they discovered the secret is you must be quiet and so on. But we don't care. Yeah. This is this, the whole point of the film. We don't care why this has yeah. happened. It has happened. That's all that matters. People are living in this world which is invested by aliens and there's no way to escape them except by being quiet. Yeah. There's no way of fighting them. Like I was thinking the whole time, why don't they just put electric fences everywhere because these aliens just come rushing in yeah. and they just electrocute them. Says, yeah, but they're probably, they could be all over the planet. Like yeah. there's nothing, that they're the majority now. How do now. you put electric fences without making noise? Yeah, everything came down to how do you do it without making yeah. noise? And this is it. Like I, w- I, obviously I would die and John would die because <laughs> um, I'd kill him. <laughs> because if you think about it, everything you do is noise. You yeah. just don't notice it. But everything you do is noise. And even Every little detail, even down to the footpaths they made so that yeah. you wouldn't make noise when you walk. And even that wasn't explained. You just worked it out. Yeah. Like they're walking along and when, the, when she, the daughter, is walking through the house and there's all these paint marks on the floor and you say, oh, what? Is, and then you work it out and you say, oh, yeah, they're where the floorboards don't creak. Yeah. Things like that. All these little de- that they just throw away, but you work it out. It's yeah. not explained to you. It's not hand fed, spoon fed to you. It's all, and that's why and it's only an hour and a half long. Mm. And zips by, but yeah. it's just perfectly economical. It has all the information you need. And the, and the thing that made me the most anxious, I think, was the daughter because she's deaf. Yeah. And you're like, how will she know if she's making noise or not? How, like, you know, it's just, it's so. Oh, and you feel for Emily Blunt's character because she's a mother and she can't, like, protect them or John Krasinski. Um, you just, you can't. I'm just, oh, it just, it, it's oh. heartbreaking. It and is. at the same time, it's just like you have to accept what happens. Yeah. Now, we're not going to give it away, but even the bit at the start. With the spaceship yeah. thing. And you're like, you know it's going to happen. Yeah. You just know it. And you're like, oh, no. And the face on them and they can't cry and they can't scream. And yeah. The, all, everything. Is, and the acting is just brilliant. Yeah. It's, a, brilliant. it's all across. And I mean, there's yeah. only there's only the four of them in the film. Five. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, yeah, I don't think there's anyone else in the film apart from then. So it's all very economical. There's, like when you look at it, there's no special effects. There's no expense. This is a film we could have made, basically. Yeah. Anyone yeah. can make this film. It's all very simply done. And yet it's still brilliant. It's just yeah. really um, makes, it makes it. Someone has just sent Marina. Someone has just sent Marina a text, and it's no, now read. No. You would definitely not survive no. in this world. You you just said make this very simple, and she got that, and she said, "I found something on the web about <laughs> how to make this very simply done." Oh, that's the full reaction to what I said. Yes, that's what I'm saying. They're listening. How did that even get turned on? Okay. Anyway, back to so <laughs> how. How Marina and I would not survive in this apocalyptic world is quite clear. Yeah. Because we have voice activated phones. But uh, now, actually, I, 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 I remember a scene in the film, back to your thing of the electric fence. Mm-hmm. That animal or alien or whatever cut through metal to get into the 
Oh yeah, they're incredibly powerful. Well, this is what I mean. Yeah. They'd only cut through. They'd cut through the. Oh, they cut through, but it'd be electrified. This is what I'm saying. Like if, even if they cut through it, they're still going to get electrocuted. Yeah, but I would hope. I still think that. Oh no, I mean it's not survive. a solution. Like I mean, there's and this is. The I thing, would not like, want to be teamed up with you. You're not that smart. <laughs> no, I'm sure someone tried that and then died. So yeah. these are the survivors of the people who didn't try these silly ideas <laughs> that I would have. But the thing of it is, like we mentioned with the daughter, that's another thing that that's why they have survived is they have the advantage of they already have sign language mm. because they have a daughter who is deaf and therefore they all have to have sign language to communicate with her. Yeah. Oh, so that they was can brilliant. all communicate with that, each other. I actually forgot about that was brilliant. The sign language. Yeah, it's just fantastic. Well, it, I felt I learned some things yeah. <laughs> like looking at it. Now, uh, well, apparently, like I did check after it's <laughs> written down on IMDb language, English slash American sign language. I was hoping sign language is universal, but it isn't. It's obviously distinct sign languages well, for I'm different sure countries. There are slangs in sign oh, language yeah. as well. Well, I mean, there's just some of the sign language like um, run away seems to be fairly consistent. <laughs> I imagine like the sign for yeah. it was. So... There was a lot of that, like that was, again, that was something that I thought of as I'm watching the film. You yeah. suddenly realise, oh, of course, they've done so well because yeah. they, have, they have sign language because of it. It's not just told you, you just work it out. All these things are worked out. You just present it with images and the story and you just deduce what you need to deduce and you don't even have to. You just yeah. enjoy the ride. Um, what was interesting as well was the girl who's playing the daughter, um, Millicent Simmons is her name. Uh, she is actually deaf. Oh, she's not actually. And cool. what was it? No, no, sorry, no, oh, no. not cool. Not oh, cool as in she is deaf, but, cool but that cool that she has. She was is in a film. Yeah, and I'm sure they had to communicate with her through sign language oh, yeah. to tell her what to do and all that. That's that's pretty cool. Um, but what's interesting is the day before seeing a quiet place, I went to see a film called Wonderstruck, in the IFI, which I went uh, to me with like a film by Todd Haynes, who made Carol and things mm. like that, and made that documentary you like on Carpenters. Yes. Another yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so it's a Todd Haynes film, and I said he's a big enough filmmaker, and it was only on the i and it was only one, only on for a week, and it was the last showing. And I went to see it. Now it's a film designed for me because it's set in 1927. Oh, Here we go with the films made for him. And in 1970, I'll continue and let you carry on. Anyway, but the films, the story set in 1927 is black and white and silent, and the film set in 1977 is modern. Colour and it just keeps cutting back and forth between the two. The two kind stories. Kind of what you want thing. to do with your film? Yes, that's <laughs> why I went to see it. But luckily, it isn't as good as my film because it wasn't a great film. It's, a lot of it just didn't work for me. But she was in it, right? And she was in the silent part, and she was playing a deaf child in that as well. So I did. But when I saw it, I didn't know she was in um, a quiet place, and I didn't know she was deaf. And then seeing her in a quiet place, and she's playing a deaf girl again. Well, and then I've it, checked it yeah. up. Yeah, but she's. Brilliant in both of them. Oh yeah, she she's is fantastic. So good. Yeah. And it was her ex- facial expressions because that's what yeah. she's going to have to use to communicate. Brilliant. And this, but but she's so different in the two. Like a, the other one, Wonderstruck, was her first film, and straight after it, she made A Quiet Place. Two completely different characters, wildly, radically different. Even though they're both deaf, um, but it's a silent film in the yeah. first one, the silent section she's in. But you, you would after a while recognize her. You say, oh yeah, that's the, that's the one from that. But she's so good in both. Yeah. That this is what, when you're saying, oh, great, that she's got a part. I really hope she gets more work. I mean, yeah. th- there probably isn't a lot of scope 
out there, but she is so good. She reminded me of Jennifer Lawrence in a way because Jennifer Lawrence started off very young as well in Winter's Bone. And yeah. I remember seeing that and thinking she's a very good actress and she was very young. This is what struck me with this one. She's very similar and she's brilliant in this. She is just, she's well, that's heartbreaking. What I thought of, that's actually what I thought of Sir Sharona and Hannah. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember watching Hannah with my dad ages ago and thinking, wow, she's really, really good. And she just, you didn't know of her I didn't know of her. I didn't even know I was moving to Ireland or any relation to that. Yeah. And now, obviously, I know. I was like, yeah, she is a fantastic actress. It's it's good when they start small because they they grow into the industry and they're very... Turn out to be very good. It but used anyway, to be disastrous, yeah. but now it's she. Good. That girl is very, very good. Even the scene with the dad. Yeah, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's, some of it is just yeah, really gripping. Yeah, like it's everything grips you: the the fear, the dread, the triumph. You want them to do well and so on, and when they do at certain times and when they don't, there's the disaster and everything. Yeah. But as I said, it's heartbreaking yeah. the whole relationship. Yeah, because they have to cope with loss. Like one of the things I said to John, I know I wouldn't survive is. I'd be that guy in the forest. If I saw Oh yeah, there was someone else in the film then. Yes. Yeah. If I saw, for example, if John died in front of me, yeah. I would fucking scream. What's the fucking point? Yeah. Kill me too. You know the way so I know I wouldn't survive if I saw my brother fucking being killed or my mother I'd fucking scream. Now you maybe not, but <laughs> Me, I wouldn't scream. No, no I wouldn't. No, I, w- I wouldn't I would I'd just leave you there. Yeah, oh, just well. say, I'll oh, <laughs> make poor make. Anyway, better call. Go, he'd want me to live. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you'd he'd be want thinking. me to move on. <laughs> this is what he'd want. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no, stay with me. You're not dead. But I am so obsessed now with these apocalyptic themed things because it makes you really think, what would you do? Like, I'm watching Walking mm. Dead with John. I hate zombies. I think it's the stupidest thing ever. But it does make you think. You have to be fucking cold hearted. And, and Oh, yeah. Like... Is it cold? No, it's cold blooded. Cold blooded to do things because you have to survive, and that's probably bringing you all the way back to primitive instincts and whatever because it's yeah. survival. And it's just it's so fascinating to think that, and you never know we might be going that way. Okay, on that optimistic note, <laughs> we will recommend a quiet. <laughs> it might be going that way. Well, into we a, never into a know. Polka, yeah, an alien invasion we could happen know. at any I minute. Actually, well, it could Zombies because I, could finished, the world. I finished season two in Fargo where there's a fucking spaceship in the middle of a shootout, which is absolutely fantastic. And we'd like to apologise for any, to anyone who is watching season two of Fargo <laughs> and hasn't reached the end and now knows there's a spaceship and a shootout. <laughs> Not relevant to the plot, though. No, you can cut that out. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's just not explained or anything. It's just there. And then it leaves. Fucking brilliant. Just, We'd also like to apologise for the extreme use of bad language throughout this week's episode. Oh, yeah. go on, you're going to... No, 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 no. What was the thing there? Flower sugar bomb something? Yeah, it's that's, flower that's sugar not... bomb brilliant. <laughs> A bit late now, but never mind. Okay. Well, there you go. Okay, so what? Wrap you, it up? Yeah, well, we have to move on to our next topic. <laughs> well, I will give it a ten out of ten. Yeah, I have I, to say, I'm really liking these kind of films now. And to be honest, for his first horror film, very yeah. well. And only his third direct, film. Yeah, very yeah. well directed. Oh, and he's a comedy actor. Yeah. Like it's very brilliant. well and very well acted. There's no humor in it. No. Like there's no. I can't even remember. There might have been my comedy, but you didn't care. It was just mm. so gripping from start to finish. Yeah. He, balances everything's perfect about this film so I'm giving it five stars myself yeah. okay so we lead on to our topics of the day 
Um, so last week, which will who will go first? Um, I can go if you want. Do you want to guess what I saw? Nineteen eighty four. Yeah. Yeah. All the f- well. First of all, do you think I saw it? This is the whole point. I think you might have seen it. Yeah, it's a fairly. Give me a clue. Uh, okay. Um, it's not one. Of, it's not a film that you've told me about anyway. So it's. Can I? Okay. Now I don't want to rule these out because I know there's one film that you really, really like from nineteen eighty four in there. Company of Wolves. No, no, no. Another one. A more, an American one. Okay. Um, that you've mentioned a few times to me. Once Upon a Time in America? Yeah. You didn't watch that. No. <laughs> four hours long. Well, I saw it on the list. I was like, ah, three hours and four hours. Uh, no, I need to pack boxes. <laughs> Not happening. Uh, but there was a few ones that I wanted to watch just to... Despite me. Yeah. Because <laughs> you knew I wouldn't dare have gone and seen that because I was 17 at the time and was not seeing Um I was 16. I, I don't know what... I don't know. I don't want to give you a clue. Well, it, what country is it from? Is it America? It's set in America. Is it an American film? Is it made in America? It says German. Paris, Texas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't see it. In- it's very interesting choice yeah. because Paris, Texas was one of the first films to open the screen at College Street. Oh. Because um, I remember screen at College Street opened in 84 with Paris, Texas at screen one um, another country at screen two with Rupert Everett and Colin Firth and Liana at screen three. And all three films are impactful to me because Liana was made by John Sayles who later became one of my favourite filmmakers. In other countries, just a, was one of those typical British films from 1984 and Paris, Texas was. Well, I didn't see it at the time, but um, a friend of mine who was a regular cinema goer with me went to see it because of Natasha Kinski. Right. Everyone was mad about Natasha Kinski well, at the time. especially the, the... Oh, no, she wasn't... Yeah, she was She was Jane, wasn't she? The girl. Yeah. The wife. The wife. Yeah, like we can spoil it all we want. This yeah, is an yeah, old yeah, film. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because what I remember about it particularly at the time was my friend went to see it. He, he went to see the, sc- the sc- screen, which is now closed. Yeah. Like I've been there for the whole lifetime at that cinema. Um, but he went to see it. And there's one scene in it where she's there talking to um, Harry Dean Stanton through yeah. the mirror. She says, do you want me to take my jumper off? No, she doesn't say that. She Something says, like, she says, I'm going to take my jumper off. OK, and then she starts and he says, no, 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 please don't, yeah. please don't, please don't. <laughs> this my friend was just said, no, don't stop her. Yeah. <laughs> at the time he was really Well, annoyed. I said that. I wanted to say that too. Why? She was your wife. Let her. Look at her boobies. <laughs> because he didn't want it to be. That's it. But anyway, I'm talking about your film choice. Did you enjoy it? Yes, very much. Um, th- I'll tell you why I saw it. Um, now, there was loads of films I wanted to see because the list was very good. Uh, I was going mm-hmm. to see Revenge of the Nerds just to piss you off. Which I didn't see. <laughs> or Police Academy. <laughs> Which I did see. I saw, Imagine I saw Police Academy in the cinema and I didn't see. But Police Academy looked hilarious at the time before all the shite that followed. Um, yeah, but I, I thought, and then there was Once Upon a Time in America and there wasn't, uh, what was the other ones? Nightmare on Elm Street I've never seen. I did I see at the time. Could be okay, but then it's a horror. So, eh, maybe it's not. not very good. Yeah, there was there was quite a few there, um, and I when I saw Paris Texas, I I've been meaning to watch this film for a long time now, and it's the film that has my song and John's song, Wicked Games. Is Wicked Game in it? Yeah, the Chris Isaac song. Yeah. Oh my god! I think it's towards the end. I never realized that was in it. Um. Yeah. 
So that's one of the reasons. Because I remember my dad saying, oh, that's that's Paris, Texas song. It's also the Wild at Heart song. Mm. Which is four years later, I think. Yeah, it is Paris, Texas. I heard it. Okay, no, I'm not <laughs> doubting it. It's just, because, well, then it was re-released in the, because I didn't hear it until the 1990 or thereabouts, 1988 and 90, because I, yeah, but anyway, mm. interesting. So that's, <laughs> that was um, the reason. And, yeah, was there another reason? No, but I, then I, t- I remember telling my dad, I said, this is the film I'm going to watch. And he said, oh, can I watch with you? I said, well, we don't have time to sit down and watch together. So I ended up watching it alone. Um, yeah. So, but you go. enjoyed the film. I did. I did. I really, really enjoyed it. I really liked it. The cinematography is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nothing like landscapeish or whatever, but lighting. Wow. Yeah. Really, the style I like because it's all neon lights as well. Some sometimes, you know, the dark and whatever. And his scenes with Anna Walter's wife, so the ones that looked after the boy, when he's outside sitting and looking over Los Angeles. And there's just like pinks and blues on them. You don't know where they're coming from. But mm-hmm. there is just these lights. And there's a scene actually in the diner where Walt is outside in on the phone in Texas. Or just after he found your man. And um, in the diner, the, there's loads of booths with people, but they're all dark. And his booth is the one that has the light. You can see it wow. was purposely done. Like it, it would never look like that really. But it was just amazing. Like, who cares that it's not natural lighting? It's it, oh, it was amazing. Anyway, I would no, be fascinated it. to watch it from that point, because when yeah. I saw it, I would have seen it in the I, as I said, didn't see it when it came out, but it would have been a year or two later when it turned up on Channel 4 or something. But at the time, I was not looking out for things like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was still oh, in my yeah, teens, yeah, 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 yeah. so I wasn't that um, film filmic. So I'd be interested to see again mm. from that point of view. I was well, looking camera at camera angles are really yeah. cool. Well, it's it's um, Vin Vendors. He is very certainly a very artistic yeah. filmmaker. Yeah. Um, when th- th- what I do remember about it and it really got me while watching it is the whole relationship between father and son. This is before I even had a child of my yeah. own. This obviously years ago. But the whole relationship between them, the rebuilding relationship between it's just a child. But it clicks because the son doesn't want anything to do with the father. He's trying to avoid him and so yeah. on because he's been At brought first, up by yeah, the parents, yeah. by the sister. But there's one point where they're watching all home movies. Yeah. I think as a child and he just, they see him driving the truck or at the steering wheel and he just turns to his father and goes, me driving. And that just choked me up. It's so sweet. Yeah. It's just oh, yeah, something so yeah. small. And uh, well, the whole, um, like I, I, it's funny because as an outsider looking into the relationship of the four of them, the brother, the wife, Travis and the mm. son, um, you kind of think looking at the mother, Anna, you're like, fuck off, bitch. She's not your child. But She's imagine being him. her. Yeah. yeah. And then suddenly this he comes back and you're having to not give the child away, but you have to accept that that's not really your child. You just minded him. Yeah. It's his child and he can actually do whatever he wants because it's his child. And I was like, don't think that she's a bitch. She's heartbroken. Yeah. Because she's And it is a sympathetic yeah. portrayal of her. Because yeah. you have to share that child. So I, I just thought it was a great film. It's so simple. The story's so simple. Yeah. But it's so it's brilliant. It's so well done. And yeah. even that whole conversation between Harry Dean Stanton and Mustache Kinsey at yeah. the end is just, and it just progresses. You see her realizing more and more yeah, who, who it is, what is. the story is, yeah. and her feelings yeah. coming in. And then at the end, she just goes, yeah, it's, it's, just, oh, it's sweet. Beautiful. It's so, yeah, it's really, really good. A film. very good choice. Yes. I mean, superb. 
God, you didn't go for Vinted to Nerds. <laughs> so my assignment was um, an Australian, not no, an, a film directed by an Australian woman. Well, I went even better. I, it was an Australian film as well. Okay. Um, because what I did was went my first as soon as you said it, I thought, oh, I'll watch a film by Julian Armstrong. Um, yeah. It was well known film because you made what one were you think were you thinking of one in particular? Um no, but I thought of oh what was the name? Oh, I had a few in my head. I get really confused with them. Well my brilliant career was the one I was thinking of. No. No, maybe it was a different director then. Is it just so so I have to check again. There's a few out there. By Gillian Armstrong? No, by other female directors. Um, and I had, I know I've seen a few. It just Well, I might have picked mind. the one. Okay, you know, go on. Because then when I searched, for, like I just Googled female Australian directors just to see what else mm. is out there. And I came across a director called Jocelyn Morehouse. Okay. And the reason I picked her was because I just listed on her films was a film that I already had recorded to watch on my airbox called The Dressmaker. Yes. The, yes, 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 yes. The Dressmaker. That was one of them. And she did another one that's called Solo Something. Okay. No, um, Proof. Or maybe, well, I mean, she did a film called Proof, which ironically I saw when it came out. This is Russell Crowe's, one of Russell Crowe's first films. That was film. one of them, yeah. Well, it's The Dressmaker I watched. Okay. Well, interesting that you should, because you know who's in that. Is it Meryl Streep? No, no, no. Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. <laughs> Feckin Which hell. is why I had I just thought it was so funny. Here's my assignment, and it's a film I want to watch anyway because Kate Winslet's in it. Kate Winslet, so, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it now. Oh, it's excellent. Okay, I'm I was to watch like it. I was I'd record it. I like I'd saved it purely because Kate Winslet was in it. It was a, a recent Kate Winslet yeah. film I wanted to see. It wasn't hopeful of it. Which is why I had left it so long to watch it because I just said a lot of her stuff lately just hasn't been great. Um, she just has picked bad films and. This didn't look too promising either. It didn't do well over here anyway. Like it was here for a week or something. Didn't get to see it then. So it wasn't too optimistic and it was brilliant. It's very, what I love about a lot of Australian films is they just totally change everything. Like everything is not, it's not predictable. It's so unpredictable. This is full of eccentric characters. There's one um, chemist, like it's set in a small town, which is like an old Western from old Western film, mm. old Western town in Australia in the 1950s or something. And they all have these quirky characters. And there's like the local chemist who is hunchback. And every day he comes out to door and his assistant, when he's going home, his assistant points him in the direction of his house because he's so stooped down, he can't see in front of him and then pushes him. So then he runs, runs, runs down the street to his house and his wife is there with a cushion holding up. So his head bangs into the cushion. He knows he's home. This is a sort of mad. It's like a Tim Burton thing. Yeah. There was a lot of Tim Burton. So there's all these quirky characters throughout. And the whole story is that the Kate Winslet um, as a child was sent away. And we don't know why at the start. And she comes back as a mature woman to, and she says, "I'm." the opening line is she gets off a train and stands in front of the village. I'm back, bastards. Something like this. So it's her revenge mm. on the whole town or whatever. And her mother is Judy Davis, who's a famous Australian actress. And she, Judy Davis says she doesn't recognise her. And she's supposed to be mad eccentric herself and senile or whatever. So it's all this like basic plot going along and then it all comes to fruition at a point and you think, right, the film is now wrapping up and so on. And then suddenly this realize there's another half hour to go and then it just goes completely mad. It completely changes direction, right. whatever, in the last half hour and go, 
oh my god oh my god but it and, makes sense it oh yeah it's, it's, it's all logical like it's a hugely enjoyable film um, but it just seems to be coming to a nice normal ending it all seems to be wrapped up and then suddenly no there's still more to go and it just takes another direction entirely it's like a, another film yeah there's a bonus yeah. film at the end Kate Winslet is brilliant in it and this is what I'm saying is that so many films she's been in recently she just hasn't been given a chance she's just playing a character that is there to be in a film like mm. this is a real person it's, she's quirky in herself she's mad she's very sexy and uh, what's well I know but mm. I like Kate Winslet but what's interesting about it because I saw her recently in Woody Allen's probably last released film um, where she's playing her, and her own age like she's in her 40s she was in her 40s in this film as well but her lover in this Woody Allen film is Justin Timberlake and what's the name of the film? Um, it's Wonder something it's Wonder Wheel I think it is is that out? it was out and it's gone it wasn't here long, very long it was on the IFI was it because of oh it was a scandal I'd say well I mean no take a general release it was on other screens as well but people just aren't interested in these films anymore I didn't yeah. like it but what was interesting in that was Timberlake was like her younger lover mm. and it was portrayed almost like she's a middle-aged woman taking this woman. He's only eight years younger than her. He's in his 30s. Her lover in this film is Chris Hemsworth. Oh. Who's half her age nearly. Yeah. And yet they look like a perfect couple. It looks right. You, you, cool. never even, you never even think that there is. Yes, there's all that. Quite. So <laughs> therefore, it's like we could watch it together again and you can watch him, I can watch her. But... Okay. Don't, don't, don't get strange ideas. Yes, anyway. Uh, I'm not Chris Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth. I keep getting them mixed up. Are you trying to wind me? You spoke for about eight minutes of your film. I need to finish on mine. So, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I would recommend it. You're loving the fact that you're yeah. telling me to wrap up, aren't you? <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, we're both delighted with our choices. Yes. And you're going to watch The Dressmaker now. Yes, I will. Oh, yeah. You have to watch it if you can. It'll probably be on film four again. Okay. So now we come to our next challenge yeah. to each other. So I'll challenge you first, shall okay, I? Yeah. Okay. Now I should say um, we got a lot of congratulations and well wishes for our hundred. Yeah. Um, in the post, wooden card from Ian Veach and Shirley Lou, where they say congratulations and here to the next one hundred episodes. And thank you, Ian and Shirley, for being very loyal listeners to us yes, all the thank time. Thank you. Thank you for the card. Which so, Mick was very disappointed with when he opened his. No, I wasn't. And I'm joking. No, you were disappointed because there's no money in it. No, in your card oh, for yeah, my birthday. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to get distracted. Anyway, <laughs> in light of that, because Ian and Shirley have been such loyal listeners, and Ian is a Scottish. Scottish. Yes, a Scottish film. I want you to watch a Scottish film made by a Scottish director. Like not, not a film set in Scotland, because then you'll end up with Loch Ness or something. <laughs> uh, you probably will come back. I've watched Loch Ness. Have you seen Loch Ness? No. Do you know it? I, I, yes, I know <laughs> of it, yeah. It's awful. But no, a proper Scottish film made by a Scottish filmmaker at any time. It, it, but it, can it be from Scotland in case I'm interested in one that is made in Scotland? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. But it, it just has to be a Scottish film made by a Scottish filmmaker. Okay. Right. So that's my so challenge So my to you. challenge to you is actually quite simple because I thought it would be a great idea I don't know you have to find a film and watch it that has only one word in the title ah jeez <laughs> I'm sure there's loads oh there are dozens <laughs> yep but that's Avatar. just my yeah that's just my challenge okay I might add to that now okay a film with one <laughs> word on the title Released between <laughs> 1900 
and 2018. Damn! No, fine, fine. No, I'm going to add... Further restrictions. Yeah, because... Please do. What is the problem with you? I'm giving you so much option. I know. You can get anything you want. I know. Okay, fine. I'm going to take anything I want. No, you won't, because now I'm going to add stuff to it. Okay. Well, obviously, you can get anything you want from the stuff I had. (laughs) (laughs) One word in the title from the 90s. Now. Okay. And it has to be a (laughs) rom-com. I'm joking. <laughs> joking, I'm joking. <laughs> One word title rom com from the nineties. Actually, I'll see if I can do that. <laughs> and bear myself to watch it. Okay, well we'll wrap it up there quickly. Yes. So thank you for listening. I've been Mick Jordan. And I've been Marina Gorski. Woo!